TV time. Today we're going to be talking about season three, episode one, which is just wild. And I'm here as always with my friends and co-hosts, Eski and Sophia. And we're going to talk about all of the crazy hats that they wore during the Ottoman period, because that's what I took away from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody drinking tea here? Nope. Nope. Cool, 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 cool. Moving right along. So Sophie is going to take us through what happened to this episode. <laughs> okay, sure thing. There were a lot of COVID references for our oh my gosh, sad enjoyment. Were. So the, this episode starts with a flashback to 1460 our favorite time period to flash back to on the show. And there's some archers practicing their archery skills, I guess. And so the vizier, who we'll talk about later about more about what a vizier is, basically comes in. He's just like watching all these archer, archers practice. And then we sh- they show like some secret shady archer who just starts shooting and has like this little logo on his arrows. And basically, he's he branded. kills the vizier. He's good at branding. <laughs> True. And so then we we get a shot of Hakan in Istanbul. And so, well, Hakan's just like, you know, chilling in Istanbul, walking down the street. But except everything's up in flames. There's smoke everywhere. Basically, the world is ending. <laughs> Literally, because there's like some sort of weird pandemic where people are like lining up to get clean water and everything's like in disarray. And so Hakan is just like walking around there, like looking to see what's, what's going on. And so then, oh, we, we flash back to Zeynep who's recovering at the Oracle's place. So we find out all of a sudden that she is alive in fact. And she is just like very hazily, waking up and the oracle kind of like says all this very like weird stuff to her and so then we flash to Ruya and Faisal giving food to people that are struggling in this moment and then there's this little boy that approaches them and it's like oh my god Faisal you're my hero whatever so (laughs) this little boy is within reach and he will become important in the next scene so then Hakan arrives where where Faisal and Ruya are and he confronts them and says, like, why did you bring this upon the world? Like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, oh, this, is, this isn't our doing. Like, we, we didn't do this. And then they're like, wait, what? Like, you definitely did this. So, I mean, he tries to take Ruya away and, like, is holding her, like, at knife point, I guess, with the dagger. And so the little boy, like, Faisal calls the little boy. So he's, like, kind of a human shield because Hakan obviously is not going to hurt Ruya over there and so basically that ends Hakan goes back to the oracles Levant arrives and he's like okay I'm free I want my revenge from Ruya like she, I she made me believe everything and I don't believe her so Hakan give me the dagger so I can go kill her and Hakan's like no you're crazy I'm gonna lock you up because I don't believe anything that you're saying and I'm not gonna fall for this again but Levant also mentions that he was tortured and that there was a woman there with him whose name is Nissan. And Nissan basically like knows the solution to everything because she's the one that like created the trouble to start with. So Levant tells them where she's being held, which is in Levant, in Balat. But Balat's quarantined because of the pan- pandemic, whatever the pandemic is at this point. But what we know is that it's something in the water that makes you sick, but everyone's wearing face masks. So it's like really very COVID-y if I if there's a COVID-y adjective I guess so basically Zainab and Hakan decide to go to Balat to kind of find this woman Nissan and basically it's really hard to get in because it's all uh, quarantined so Hakan like creates a distraction and Zainab is able to go in and she goes and finds this woman like according to the directions given to her by this like by Levant so she arrives and she's trying to take this woman out but like this woman clearly has like some sort of PTSD or something and she's like not budging 
And like in all of this kind of exertion, Zainab's wound reopens because obviously it was going to reopen. And so Hakan needs to find a way to get in. He finds this like bootlegger guy who is bootlegging supplies into Balat, into like the quarantine neighborhoods. So he is able to take Hakan in and they like steal a van or no, they don't steal that. There's like a van at the entrance or they do steal a van. I don't remember. Um, in any case, <laughs> they arrive at the, at the place. And then there's like another subplot, which is Ruya's back to her painting she's this god-awful painting to be honest she's painting away and Faisal basically like presents her with this key so this key has something to do with them going home so like it's clear evidence to her that that Faisal is actually trying to find a way to go home so he presents to her this key and there's just the final part missing so she's painting away and then so then we go back to Hakan and this fight and Zainab so the guys that are guarding this place are like armed with like really crazy weapons and their faces are covered. So like obviously Hakan and Zainab have this very like stealthy entrances. And so Hakan arrives and he's able to convince Nissan to come out. But when the, um, oh, and, and actually the bootlegger distracts them by taking the van away and they're like chasing after him because it's their van. And so that's kind of a distraction so they're able to kind of escape but at some point, Nissan like freezes. And um, so Hakan has to carry her and she notices that he's like oblivious to, to bullets. So he just like keeps walking through and they escape in this bootlegger van because the guy ca- comes back to, to take them back. So then they're at the, oh, and, and Hakan's trying to be like all lovey-dovey, I guess, to Zainab in the car. And she like has this flashback to the Oracle telling her that she's going to bring her loved one's death. So she's being all like weird with him. So they finally arrive to the Oracle and then Nissan's like more calm, basically says that there's some guy who's in charge of everything and that she needs like Levant's blood in order to stop the pandemic. And we find out also that Levant had like escaped his room where he was locked in. So he comes in and like talks to them and says like, you know, I'm going to go and confront Ruya. Like this is not like whatever. And he just like escapes while they're having this conversation with Nissan where they're trying to figure out how to put an end to the pandemic. And they're finding out that there's some other person who's involved. Um, And actually like Zainab, I think, or Hakan, like figure out that it's the seventh immortal that they haven't contacted yet who's busier or I don't know how to pronounce that word in Turkish, I guess. So they found out that this, this busier guy is like around basically. And Levant escaped. He went to confront Ruya and Faisal and he's like confronting them and telling them like, Ruya, I can't believe you made me believe all this stupid stuff, whatever. And he's like having this whole confrontation. And all of a sudden there's like a green laser on his forehead which like goes back like we've seen this marksman before like when when Levant was on the river or like creek on in the past episode where he like dumped the poison in the water supply and then also in the bridge in the infamous bridge scene um where he's like in the forest with his green target thing and so basically he shoots Oh, and, and, and um, Levant like reveals a symbol he has on his chest, which is the same symbol from the arrows. So basically, obviously, the guy that was torturing him was the vizier. And so this guy starts shooting, the lights go off, and we don't know what happens. I think they take away Levant, but Druya and Faisal are still like there, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, I was pretty confused about that last scene, so... I'm excited to talk about it because I'm (laughs) really not sure what's going on. So now we'll move on to our banter, gossip, plot discussion section. 
we've started yet another season. So the writers have had yet another complete rethink of how they're going to go about things and what the actual plot is. So that's <laughs> and, and, after, and after that rethink, they settled on the same plague subplot <laughs> that they've had for the last two seasons, various points. How many freaking plagues? Like, a honestly. Lot of flags in one show. So many flags, yeah. <laughs> Gotta bring back the flag. I mean, as um, people who are living through a plague right now, I have to say, <laughs> those really get less scary or old. So, effective. True. <laughs> Very true. And it's, 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 it's like startlingly realistic in a lot of ways, isn't it? Like, I don't know how it was in the States, but like the whole police thing and police like blocking off stuff and like you being scared of the, like extra scared of the police yeah. and stuff. The, the prospect of like the water supply is really scary. I mean, at least with COVID, I feel like, you know, if you have the luxury of working from home, you can pretty much just hide from danger, uh, you know, barring a few quick trips to the grocery store. But like if yeah. the source of the disease is coming into your home and you're like, it's something you're, that's essential for you to stay, you know, something for, essential for you to consume like that. Like the, the scene at the beginning with the clean water truck was really scary in my opinion yeah yeah and Agreed. i thought that was actually really clever as for as dumb as i thought the pouring the liquid over the plant was last blue, season yeah. i i actually thought the like poisoning the water supply thing was really interesting and that it was so it's not contagious from person to person but it's contagious from the water it seems yeah like. cholera i guess right this is kind of the same but why are they wearing face masks so mm, that's a good point I don't know. Zainab doesn't but wear like a face that, mask. That old, she that does old cover lady, her mouth. That, the guy, that guy who was vomiting uh, blood um, and, like when they were running through an apartment with Burak. I mean, the wife was just like, you know, touching him and stuff. So I assume there wasn't person-to-person transmission. Mm. But. but when that girl passed out by the clean water truck, everyone ran away. True. Uh, so and I don't they know, just maybe let they're her die. Yeah, it could, be, it could be a giant plot hole. Yeah, we're, we're like, we're, when it's convenient, we're going to have them run from diseased people. And it seems like the water supply only in certain neighborhoods is affected. Yeah, only in yeah, I, um, uh, what was it? Ivan, Ivan Sade and uh, Balat, yeah, so like, Balat. Right No, and a th- there's a third one, but I can't remember yeah. the name. Like right where they live, basically. <laughs> so I'm kind of annoyed because they keep doing all of these like important developments off screen. Like yeah. Zaynep recovers and like we don't know anything about it. And yeah, then... she's fine now. She was straight like, up dead, but now she's fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole like plague brewing and stuff. I guess like we have to take into account that it's a new season, so people have to wait. So like makes sense that like it advanced more than usual. I think it's but only been three like, days, though, IR, like, in the show's timeline. I don't think it's been very long. So how is everyone so sick? I don't know, dude. Someone said something about three days at one point in the episode. Yeah, I was like, no, it's three? definitely, it's not a big time jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, like, I feel like the whole plague thing is pretty off screen. Like, they, we don't know, like exactly what it like all the stuff that we've been discussing like if it's transmitted if like how did it how does how does it affect some water supply not the other like does it affect you if you go by the bosphorus or like running water in the street i don't know well and what didn't make sense to me was that like the event dumps the cartoonish blue liquid into a (laughs) reservoir that's very far outside of the city because that last shot of the last season was like a drone or something coming up and you can see the skyline of Istanbul way yeah in the distance so why the hell would that reservoir only flow into like three neighborhoods also Doesn't true. Make any sense. <laughs> yeah yeah don't understand that for sure and that was a tiny amount of whatever water it was yes. like i don't yeah. think that would have been enough they needed half a cup oh. to kill the plant exactly which as we were saying like (laughs) that much of any like random chemical would 
yeah. kill a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, probably like sulfuric acid or whatever. Yeah. Like it didn't. It didn't need the protector's blood. No. Also, I don't. I feel like they didn't say that what they were developing was a microorganism in the last season. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. they. Right. Like I never got the vibe that it was. No. Viral. No. <laughs> No, no. No. I thought the flashback was cool. I liked seeing everyone in their crazy hats. Um, especially the vizier who was wearing like an upside down lampshade. <laughs> he was killed. He was executed for crimes against fashion. Exactly. <laughs> I felt like the one with the light eyes was familiar. Like I've seen him somewhere. Maybe he just like plays someone in something else. Maybe. Like the the guy, the vizier, is, like says, like, "Oh, you're training. I can see you're training, or whatever." Oh, hmm. I don't know. I didn't, no one caught my eye there, but. <laughs> also, another thing that I feel like is a plot hole is like now the oracle has another, yet another hideaway, hideout, and like more powers, um, like healing powers of some kind. I think too. I know. Like, why wasn't she there when Layla or with like uh, Kimot or like? With anybody else important Sophia's that died, like still waiting for Kimal and Mazar to come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've crossed that bridge. But you see, I was right about Zainab. Yeah, you were right. You were right. I mean, I'm so glad she's alive, but also I'm gonna need a lot more explanation about what the fuck is going on with the Oracle. The Oracle picks sides. Is that okay? Should she be fighting for the humans? I don't know. Also, she knows exactly what's gonna happen. No matter what. So, like, why are you That's intervening? Stupid. I guess you're supposed to intervene, but you knew you were going to intervene? What? This is, obviously, the screenwriters don't even think about this deeply, if I'm, if I'm getting confused. This is the problem I feel like Thrones ran into with Bran, is that they made his powers too powerful, and then, like, nothing he does. It doesn't make sense. I feel like yeah. I just finished reading Watchmen for the first time, but I feel like it's such a Dr. Manhattan vibe. Like, Oh, I know what's gonna happen, but I'm still like gonna go through the motions of it happening, and then it's not gonna change the course of history. Like it's, it's, it's just such a, I don't know, such a yeah bind to put yourself in for no reason. Yeah. Uh, there's like no free will then for anyone. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the whole premise. Like, I mean, it's the same with with Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. I hope they're being more, uh, I mean, it, it seems like there it's like a philosophical question. I haven't seen it um, or read it, but here it's like a side character is, om- yeah. is om- omniscient, <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> so. Well, also, and why are they just, just appearing the, now? The, she just gave them her house. Like, yeah, she may have multiple residences. <laughs> didn't she live outside the city also? Like, now she randomly lives in the city? I have no idea. I also don't understand why they would have invited Levant. Like, this is the exact same thing that happened last season with Faisal and the cistern. Don't invite the bad guy into your house. I don't understand how hard that is. And if they try to fucking redeem Levant after all of this shit, I am so dumb. (laughs) Also, I have a very stupid uh, comment. But, like, both Ruya and Faisal's, like, hairstyle changed. Like, Ruya's new hair color is hideous. I agree. Like, I, used to I really thought like they had replaced hair. the actress. When she first came on, I was like, oh, my God, did they replace Ruya? And then she talked, and I was like, oh, no, it's the same person. But her hair looks so awful, and it was so pretty last season. Yeah, agreed. Also, she's wearing the most ridiculous outfit to give out food. Dude, what is up with that collar, that white collar? <laughs> I don't know I mean I get like I, okay now I get it now that I'm saying white collar I guess she wants to project that she's rich but like it was so big and ugly <laughs> no but the worst part is she's wearing like a really short dress and heels and she's on a platform giving food to people like that's not <laughs> that's not an appropriate outfit yeah also like how did they make Istanbul look like that like all full of smoke and trash everywhere like extra trash I guess yeah, I <laughs> sometimes trash it's that. trash like, yeah, there's always some trash at all times but yeah I don't no know. but it was it was like way worse like I don't see how they could have staged that in like a studio 
No, I don't think they're. I don't think any of this is filmed in a studio. I think they probably just. They do that very often with these TV shows. They like close down some streets or like neighborhoods. So they probably just. But filmed it. There's like an aerial scene where there's just like columns of smoke, like from. Yeah, Delta. I thought that was like that was pretty dumb. <laughs> Why was the smoke there? <laughs> what was happening that was setting things on fire? The virus was like evaporating That's... into the air. <laughs> Uh, how it works viruses work however you want them to work in this universe by the way you're correct you're correct very correct very correct as much as they reinvented the whole science of a grasshopper yeah i was telling i was telling some people about that who haven't seen the show um and i got worked up again i like wikipedia and was screaming at them they were like i've never seen this show and i was like i don't care you're gonna listen makes no sense I hope you told them to listen to the podcast amidst screaming at them. I did. I did work that in, but I, you know, it was a close call. I almost didn't because I was so worked up. <laughs> <laughs> Hakan has yet another chance to kill Ruya and then chokes. So that was great. Like, Oh, well, he doesn't choke. He just doesn't want the little boy killed. Yeah, but if he'd just oh. done it instead of holding her hostage, then... True. It would have been done, and we wouldn't have had to look at her bad hairdo this whole season. That that is the real yeah. crime here. Is the hairdo? You're right. This is the real tragedy. Yeah, and the collar. Don't forget the collar. Yeah. Speaking of fashion choices, Hakon has a new jacket, and it's fucking hideous. I don't mind it. It's, isn't it just like a jean jacket? But it's not. It's like a giant oversized box jean jacket that has giant pockets and it's like cloth material. It doesn't even seem to be denim. It's it adds like two hundred pounds. I don't understand why he's go back. It. Go back to the monocolor. Um, yeah, assortment of sweatshirts. <laughs> I know we complained about the sweatshirts last episode, but I'm sorry. Like I will do whatever penance you need me to do. Get that fucking jean jacket off of him. <laughs> But I I stand by my conjecture that the actor definitely gained weight because yeah. they haven't shown him shirtless anymore ever again. <laughs> and his cheeks are like more pudgy. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping for another shirtless scene, but I think you might be correct. The dad bod, the protector bod. Yeah. But at least Zainab is back to her crop top, crop jacket lifestyle. That's a good point. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say, Sammy, she's looking good again. She looks so much better, yeah. No more fucking giant linen button up man. Except shirt. now she's bleeding all the time from her abs. <laughs> Do you think she's just gonna be bleeding from her abs the entire season? <laughs> I mean it's likely. <laughs> That's gonna suck. What are they doing with Levant this season, do you think? Hmm. Who knows? Inserting him into plot holes as as is convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, very confused. Sorry. No, I I am also very confused. <laughs> I'm I'm just very confused as to like how they're gonna build up this whole vizier thing and how it's not gonna turn into a billion plot holes. Because like, where has he been? Why is he now deciding to like put his Dark, like dark hand over everything like why does he still shoot arrows in the 21st century that's a good um, one <laughs> well the arrow was just for for messaging effect right because everything else i think he shot with a sniper rifle i think yeah that's what i also was thinking about also wow. why is his name the vizier did he kill that vizier to replace that other vizier no he was, <laughs> he, he, he got that title for killing a vizier like that's like oh. like a nickname, yeah. Lame. Yeah. Was the vizier of the? Protector? I was hoping he was an actual vizier. No, I I think they, they <laughs> clarified the like nickname thing. Either they snuck it in this last episode or like next episode. It's not it's not a big thing. Like it's not like you know it's just a nickname. Flash. I don't think they even like name the character anything else. I'm trying to think if like a true name is revealed, but I don't. I think that's just. I think it's just visited the whole time. And why are Ruya and Faisal afraid of him? They seem afraid of him. Or like I they really, can't I control can't say, him. I can't say <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 
but that's I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to have a new villain. You know, like Rhea had yeah. about five seconds of being a cool villain last season, and then she stopped. So we need a new one. Do you guys have predictions about the identity of Visage? Like, do you think it's someone we've already seen? Someone who is going to be brand new? Or, like, someone from another, se- like, an older season? Who like... Hmm. Mm. Ooh, I like that. That is know. a very good question. Sophia would say it's Mazar. <laughs> yes, because just to bring him back. Or come on, just to bring him back. <laughs> I don't know. Just- I'm trying to think. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that. I hope it's Azra. <laughs> and she's, the sniper rifle is actually her like two inch long little purse gun <laughs> amazing oh yes you're right actually she's gonna she's gonna win protection's gonna die That's... <laughs> never know so i will say that um if you were turkish uh viewers um who like knew i was i should say turkish viewers but viewers of like other turkish shows the guy who plays the hoodlum uh burak the smuggler guy very very famous like Uh, so when i was watching this i was like he's the visit because why would they bring someone so famous onto the so at this point at this point as a first time viewer that was my prediction of who it was because Ooh. I think they wouldn't just cast this guy if you know he wasn't gonna be. But I feel he's big bad. He's gonna just be the new loyal ones because we haven't gotten a any hint of who's gonna be the dream team. Yeah, and but also, also he like went really far for Hakan's like forty bucks or whatever was in his pocket. You know, he provides a really good service. <laughs> Probably less that than forty good. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but also like. You see, Vizier actually has, like, a whole army. Why does nobody else have an army? Yeah, good point. Everyone else sucks at their jobs. Yeah, they're afraid <laughs> of, they're probably just afraid of him because, like, he actually did it right. Like, create an army. <laughs> Be very powerful. Secretive. Whereas they're all, like, trolling around and dying <laughs> and re-dying. <True. laughs> Oh my god, they better not revive all of these idiots again next season. I, w- I would be very angry. <laughs> of course they're going to. They're like the most incompetent people in the whole world. Although uh, I sadly accidentally was going to watch. I was like, are we on ep- like season four, episode one or season three, episode one? So I like went to season four and read the um, like the, uh-huh. the synopsis or like whatever oh. the two phrases and I was like, shit. So now I like know some spoilers, unfortunately. Oh, no. But I don't know why. So, just... Um, I don't know. It's all very confusing. Sophia, <laughs> I'd like to hear you take... Just take a ISO play and go off about Rhea's art, if you have anything to say about <laughs> her painting. Oh, my God. I just kept thinking that it's like, the really cheap street art that like they try to sell to you in very tourist destination like like you know in Cartagena they sell that like Mm -hmm. weird street art there's some that's very nice but there's some that's like just really bad yeah but people still buy it obviously yeah but it's just like the the choice of colors like the black with the red like (laughs) I just black and red are just like an issue for me I hate black and red I I mostly hate red in general so <laughs> it just looks so bad. Like I was like, oh my god! Like I can imagine some guy in Istanbul trying to sell this to you, and, and like pro- you can see the, the contrast. Was like fuck yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, just like I'm sure this is like a whole symbolic thing, like where there's no symbolism, but whatever. Just like all like the first piece that she painted was like all colorful and then the second piece is all black like how symbolic of her journey or whatever <laughs> like i feel like the props people were really proud of like their oh my god symbolic. the fucking props people were like this is my masterpiece <laughs> i'm gonna auction this shit on ebay for a thousand bucks after this show is over we're props people i feel bad 
they've done <laughs> a lot of great, they've done a lot of really good work bright blue liquid mm-hmm. trash bags on the street mm-hmm. Hakon's jacket would I would call that a prop not really a costume <laughs> <laughs> the arrows I mean they yeah they've been working real hard yeah yeah they are the official losers of this podcast <laughs> they're like the most uh, frequently targeted party that yeah. and the mostly the cross people <laughs> i wanted to talk a little bit about nissan and is this like is this the beginning of another love triangle because if it is i really can't handle it of course mm-hmm. it is i mean i, I, I think so Ugh. and like i know but that I... zainab is not a very skilled motivational speaker obviously and so when she was like come with me Nissan was just like freaking out in a corner like that's fine but then Hakon comes in and he's like come with me and she's like oh okay sure (laughs) except then she gets a panic attack in the middle of the rescue yeah it needs to be carried like a fucking baby (laughs) so Sammy likes this new character a lot (laughs) real fan real Nissan fan she's kind of like annoying she's like a little bird kind of like quiet and traumatized and yeah smart apparently but somehow got roped in to the whole immortal scheme yeah she's um, Layla part two i guess when you say it like that i guess but she's like she doesn't she doesn't have a strong personality like Layla. i feel like yeah like obviously she's probably traumatized but still and also this is a stupid question but like why didn't they torture her i feel like it's kind of like a sex thing like they didn't torture her because she's a woman <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the immortals are pretty much psychopaths, so why they wouldn't torture her just for fun. Exactly. I don't mm. understand. Exactly. Weird. But my question is then, like, because I thought the same thing when they introduced the Oracle, that it was going to be a new love mm-hmm. triangle, especially because the Oracle is, like, so weird. young. <laughs> so, like, I'm confused now. Like, why would they do a love triangle with nissan and not with the oracle Hawkeye's just a slut he can make his way around doesn't matter okay (laughs) well the oracle turned into like sima auntie again (laughs) her usual on the show yeah do you really want to date someone who knows everything that's going to happen to you (laughs) and and everyone else (laughs) ew (laughs) but also like why why would she say that thing like she says I think like relationships between like loyal ones and the protector are like, tricky like whatever she says and yeah. it's like that was weird okay but like we've already established in previous seasons that loyal ones always marry the protector yeah. so right. like yeah, what's she was the like, point they're like fire, she was like they're like fire and gunpowder or whatever the comparison she made was it's like well so is like protector plus normal person yeah. and protector plus immortal is definitely a bad idea did you see what happened to Layla <laughs> oh, like yeah not good so like what do we do <laughs> Hakan's thirsty and he needs someone exactly now there's so well, many he, females he, running around him <laughs> he needs to have children as we've established oh my god he's gonna yeah. get killed eventually yeah also like if Hakan died could Levant use everything I think Levant can use everything. Levant already. probably has a few love children running around <laughs> Istanbul. Don't you think? Just no, because she just fell life. in love with like an immortal, though. He's so yeah, stupid. True, I, true, true. Also, so many plot holes in the whole Levant Ruya thing. Like, oh my god, yeah. Remember we were discussing like last episode or a few episodes ago whether he was in on it or not? And then he's like, Ruya tricked me, but it's like tricked you into what like literally yeah, last didn't episode see any of that happening he was just on board all of a sudden yeah <laughs> no and not only that but like last episode he said that humanity was shit and whatever and like now all of a sudden he's saying he was tricked like yeah where's the trickery well and then he went back to them at the end and was like i want to be an immortal so he's like <laughs> he's really yeah. i don't know spinning around Definitely got some COVID brain fog brain symptoms. Fog. <laughs> well, he's foggy from having lost all that blood. <laughs> That's guy. true. He gave like 10 gallons of blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but the juice Yeah, helped. and they somehow like made a ton of, of 
whatever mix it was. Um, I think my reasoning is like they poisoned with one tiny vial and then Vizier went and poisoned all of the rest of the water because like there's no way. <laughs> you think that was just for like effect the shooting the vial out of his hand and yeah, actually he went I around with so. like a fire hose of the poison? <laughs> well, yeah, because the Nissan's like, oh yeah, like we made so much poison or whatever now i just need his blood or like she just makes it sound like they made a lot of blue liquid and was she saying that she needs levant's so are they trying to find a cure i'm confused yes so she needs levant's blood to recreate the formula to create a cure or she needs Levant's blood to create a cure that's my understanding okay so don't get how you can like use different kinds of blood to make a virus <laughs> don't think about it too hard Eski. oh man <laughs> too much we're the grasshoppers I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that whole science thing like it's stupid yeah science is stupid, I feel like it's... Is stupid. you're right Sophia. <laughs> no 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 right. no, no, no. A lot I of mean, americans would agree I mean, with you we don't like the science. i mean this the science like the science invented on this show like never makes any sense is what i'm saying yeah like if you ask trump like how coronavirus was made or whatever he'll probably repeat the same stupid like, storyline that was be like grasshoppers. grasshoppers from china <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah because they're saying that yeah literally i mean i can totally picture that <laughs> all right well with that horrifying image in our heads shall we move on to the history section yes yes all right so today in our history section we are going to be talking about viziers what are they who are some cool ones what the heck did they do what does it mean all that good stuff who wants to take it away? <laughs> I'll jump at once. <laughs> Wait, Sammy, I thought this was your section. What are you talking about? I didn't research anything. I'm opening up Wikipedia. Me neither. Right oh my god, you guys are the worst. Same. <laughs> I, I could make Wait, this. I not about you for That's all I got. <laughs> okay, Vizier's basically were like the number two person <laughs> to the sultan right they were their right hand right. man and that's why the queen piece in chess is referred to as a vizier in some countries so you can imagine oh, wow. it like that mm. um, i didn't know that yeah so viziers typically were recruited from the janissary force i think so they were non-muslim youths who were taken from all the reaches of the Ottoman Empire and then put through a training program. Then they rose through the ranks. So it was really like a meritocratic kind of position. And the people that found themselves there were usually extremely smart schemers. One famous vizier was Ibrahim Pasha. And this is featured in the show Magnificent Century, the feud between Tysol him. plays him, actually. Oh, yeah. The guy who wow. Plays <laughs> That's crazy. So he was the vizier for Suleiman the Magnificent, one of the most important sultans in the history of the Ottoman Empire. And he ended up in a feud with Suleiman's most important wife, Roxolana, who ended up having him executed. And I think that that features heavily in the show. If you're fans of Cardi yes. B, you'll have heard of the show. She's a big fan. <laughs> He, he, you said Rosa something, so that's Huram, yes. yeah, Roxy. or another, her like Ukrainian original name, probably, yeah, yeah, wherever she was from. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I was reading about Sokolu Mehmet Pasha, and he interestingly served as Grand Vizier for 14 years under three different sultans, including Suleiman the Magnus- Magnificent, Selim the Second, and Murad the Third. But then he was assassinated. It seemed like most of them were assassinated. Mm-hmm. And he actually mm-hmm. remembered his old family and where he was from and everything. And he ended up 
appointing all of them to really high up positions despite the fact that they weren't Muslim and also Herzegovinian made it into like a little principate or something like that. Huh. Yeah, the the Kipradu family, like it's like a dynasty almost of like high level officials. Like it's it's very actually I feel like it's the only time that happened where it wasn't the royal family, but they were a family that was super influential in the Ottoman Empire. So it just shows how critical the viziers were, even though I guess originally their criticality was that they were completely cut off from their families and therefore completely kind of, I mean, I hate to use the word brainwashed because I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's not a good thing that was done to them. They were taken from their families. Uh, it so was definitely a form of brainwashing the whole system. Yeah. Yeah. It was very effective. Right. Yeah, brainwashed into like absolute, you know, loyalty to the Ottoman state, which I mean, then made them very, very good civil servants. So yeah, so it is, it is unusual that, um, like you said, that he remembered his family and brought them into, you know, the fold in terms of influence. But overall, viziers were super influential from I mean, Ibrahim, I think, was mm-hmm. the first that really, like, I think he was the first grand vizier. Like, I think there were viziers who were just counselors and advisors. Like, there were multiple, but I think he was the one to have, like, the top rank for the first time and then was literally the right-hand man other than Hudab. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in the, in, didn't in the Young Turks time, they make one of the Young Turks a vizier? Or am I crazy? I'm not sure. They were quite at odds with the sultan, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, but at first they tried to they tried to bring them into government. Like remember they made Envar or one of them, like the commander of the army, um, like the defense minister or whatever. And then they like they tried to find posts for them in the government just so they wouldn't mm. like keep undermining the power of the sultan. And then at some point they're like, oh, they realize that they're strong enough to like overtake the sultan and well they they do <laughs> yeah did they I'm ever, gonna research did any that. of the viziers pull off a, a mutiny i don't know that's a, like that's a pretty good question trying Wait, to think like... of what the comparable position in like the western european monarchies would have been but i couldn't really think of what it is like i guess mm. a combination of like, like the one of the, and the military commanders or something it's like, like one that. of the ministers it's like like in game of thrones where they have the like cersei has like it's the hand of the king like the minister of of, yeah, yeah the yeah. hand exactly yeah. the hand oh i would like to fact check myself and say that ibrahim pasha uh well pargola ibrahim pasha was not the first Grand Vizier. He was probably the most, I mean, again, most famous, most powerful, but the first Grand Vizier was, oh my God, very long time ago. Before that, it was like 200 years before in the 1300s, someone, or sorry, 1400s, someone had uh, that title, so. Yeah, that's yeah. what I read. That's what I read as well. And I think the word's been adapted to other stuff, hasn't it? Like, hasn't it been, you like, Angla? or whatever for other purposes i was reading that it's the word like they it comes from the word viceroy i think or something um and how like not only was it used in ottoman in the ottoman empire but also in like other muslim empires like the um, well the seljuks in in egypt and the the kajars in iran however you pronounce that um and also in the the umayyad caliphate in, in Cordoba. So it's apparently it's like a like a commonplace term. But I, I feel like we hear it the most in like Turkish. But also apparently there's like some real vizier upon which Jafar was based. Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> most famous vizier of all time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to the real point of the history section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everyone please share your favorite song from aladdin and, we can... and will smith versus robin williams robin williams i refuse to see any live action disney movie i'm sorry so i did not see will smith in his role 
I only watched The Lion King, and I have to say, disappointing. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. I'm going to see Mulan once it's free, but I've heard it's not very good. It's like 60 There's bucks. No way. So much controversy around it, too. Yeah. Yeah, but... the Uyghur thing. Yeah. That is and also, like, Chinese people, like, like Chinese people Boycotting. who are pro, yeah, pro, like, everything their government does, um, still didn't like it because... Apparently, it was just a bunch of like cliches about or stereotypes about Chinese people. So, wow. no one's happy. Great. Win, win, win. <laughs> yes. Good one, Disney. <laughs> so, I just looked up what Jafar is based on. It's actually really interesting. Ooh. Not intentionally, but Jafar is based on a vizier named Jafar ibn Yahya, who was a Persian vizier. But he was a member of the influential Barmakid family, who were formerly Buddhist leaders of a monastery, which is super interesting. And he had a reputation as a patron of the sciences and introduced Indian science into Baghdad, including inducing the caliph to open a paper mill in Baghdad, the secret of paper making which had been obtained from the Tang Chinese prisoners that they had gotten in a battle in Kyrgyzstan. Who knew? And so, the Baghdad paper industry has been booming ever since. Baghdad paper industry has been <laughs> booming ever since. Thank you to the Persian Empire for saving also, all of the knowledge during the Dark Ages. It, it sounds to me like the only connection between Jafar ibn Yahya and Jafar from Aladdin is the name. And like, I That's see no... correct. Literally. I see <laughs> oh, no, no. But wait, but wait. Actually... Because I heard that Will Smith is really thirsty in the new movie. And <laughs> apparently Jafar Ibn Yahya was executed in 803 because he had an affair with the caliph's sister. But so. Will Smith plays the genie, not Jafar. Oh, shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're, right. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Might as well be like the actor who plays Jafar is known for his thirst, so therefore Jafar was inspired. By <laughs> <laughs> he also appears in the Arabian Nights. Yeah, yeah, that's what I read that he was in the Arabian Nights. It's probably just like the people, like the Disney people, just opened the Arabian Nights and were like, "Okay, like, we uh, need to name someone." Yeah, like oh, Jafar, perfect. It's a good name. Sounds sounds menacing enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, did we really educate the people here? We done? We didn't. We did, yeah, nothing. <laughs> if anyone wants to do a remedial section on this uh, next time we meet, <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah. I think I, I just we can't... leave it. We're, we don't do our research, we just show up. <laughs> <laughs> into our what the fuck section and um what do you guys I think have? we've earned i mean i think we've earned me and sophia have earned a what the fuck for just rolling up without doing anything <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck guys for your lack of research <laughs> i thought just all was day. enough i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I, I'm usually in charge of the recap section, so I tend to not be so usually, active in the history. I usually section. don't do anything except make bad jokes throughout. <laughs> we should do anything else today. <laughs> <laughs> My what the fuck, I guess, is to Vizier for still shooting arrows in 2020 or 20, <laughs> whenever this takes place. I have what the fuck key. Like, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the key. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's probably so it ha- yet another dropped plot point, but... No, 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 because it has to do with them going home. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's not Is a dropped plot Is it the key to their house? Point. Is that, I think it's that just... creepy house, a creepy and poorly decorated house that Faisal and Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, also what the fuck to Ruya's hair colorist, because that oh, hair yeah. color is just awful. Good point. Um, and dresser, like whatever dress person. 
Yeah, blanket just fashion what the fuck except for Zainab in this episode. Oh, and and like we need to get Faisal's haircut again. He looks weird with like long hair. <laughs> I have a what the fuck for more Faisal being Twitter pated Faisal and Ria relationship scenes. I really thought slash hoped that we were done with that, and when I saw them together on screen, I wanted to cry because we're happy I mean, to be together. Yes, he's not he's not gonna give up we know that much uh, it's so annoying he's not gonna give up sorry i never expected him to yeah do you have any wtf seski mm. oh the the smuggler guy burak like all of the effort just showing up everywhere and like <laughs> doing the most it was just like He's really it's a big working. red flag for me when I'm like in, trying to investigate this Vizier situation. It's like, <laughs> what are your what are you playing at, sir? Like, don't. I feel like he's really overestimated Hakan's spending slash tipping power, and he's going to be very disappointed. Yeah, he's going to send over an invoice next episode. Hakan's <laughs> going to rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just a, a like a hidden loyal one of some sort. Oh, I had another what the fuck, which was during the part that I loved so much where Hakan was carrying Nissan like a fucking baby and protecting her. <laughs> or car, like newlyweds. Although her feet should have been just like shot clean off if we're actually being literal about this carrying position. But also there were light tracks where the bullets were going. Like they had left little <laughs> beams of light in their path. It was oh, so I didn't notice weird. that. Yeah, I think that was special. That was just special effects. Bizarre. Maybe that's what caused the smoke to rise up out of it the street. It looks like laser tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did we do it? Yeah, I think so. All right. We dedicate this episode to um, anybody who studies the history of Viziers. We're really sorry, and we hope you don't <laughs> listen to this history section. <laughs> I think mostly so to our history teachers. <laughs> history <laughs> teachers in, oh, in, yeah. in Boazici. Yeah, good point. We apologize to the Boazici history department. And we're uh, <laughs> excited to see what happens in this season. I'm really excited to see Azra as Vizier just taking some people out with her fucking arrows. <laughs> it's going to be great. Arrows that come out of her little purse gun, don't forget. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time for Season 3, Episode 2.